Welcome back to the podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, beloved, we're going to shoot the bobo. We're going to shoot the bobo, beloved. I want to discuss a whole host of things, right? Um, some current events. Uh, I also want to talk about Jamie Foxx film. Uh, they clone Tyrone. Uh, it's on uh, currently playing on Netflix. I want to have a conversation about that as well. I also want to talk about our sister Carly Russell, who who made it home safe, safe and sound, and she made a statement through her attorney saying that you know she made a mistake. You know, it, none of it happened. Uh, it was a hoax, like we all knew. You know, the devil came out during the press conference, which we all did together with the. Uh, what is that uh, light blue or light purple lavender suit whatever the case may be they came out and threw the sister under the bus and we joked on our sister as well because in the black community see if you trip and fall it's not funny until we find out you're okay and the minute you know we find out you're okay like we did with our sister Carly we joked on because we know that she is safe and sound with that being said, though, um, there's many of our people still missing. And when we go into Walmart or into Target or any retail store, typically when you first walk in on the wall, it's a bulletin board and they have all the missing people from that local area. They're almost invisible to us now. We walk right by them. So I'm hoping that this situation at best shed some light on our brothers and sisters that are missing not only that we're able to see from what they found so fast that we as a community is definitely living in a police state these folks can see what they want to see they can see when you take something from the job they can see when you go into the store and purchase something they can see where you drove at from the GPS tracking that's placed in your phone all of our phones they already see it all. They already know it all. So when you see certain things happen, we know, beloved, they're just turning a blind eye. Um, I thought it was interesting that they came out in the public and told, hey, this is the text message that she had. They put that out. This is what she was Googling. They put that out. They just know everything. They know everything. And at the same time, they play like they know nothing. So I think that should be um, a bit of information that we walk away with, right? If you get the opportunity, there's a movie on Netflix. It's a couple hours long. Again, it was uh, produced by our brother, Jamie Foxx. And the name of the movie is called uh, Clone Tyrone. Or they clone Tyrone, something to the extent, right? I can't remember exactly verbatim, but it's something like that, right? I'm not going to give any spoilers. Not for real, because I still want everybody to see the film. But I will talk about the characters and the roles that they play in the film. And it's powerful. Jamie did a good job. I don't want to get, you know, caught up in that conspiracy theory stuff. Say, oh, he put that film out. It had some hidden messages. So this is why. 
this thus and that happened to him I, i'm not gonna go down that street beloved uh i'm not gonna do that but i will say this um you know it reminds me of something that my great-grandfather a position he always took little things he always said quotes he made right he was a deacon i'm talking about my great-grandfather at this baptist church right and um he would say no one can enter a strong man's house to plunder his goods unless he first binds up the strong man then he can plunder the house right no one can break into a strong man's house and take everything he got unless he first he bind them up he had to go in there tie up the strong man first not the woman not the kids he got to go in there and get hold on to that man first bind him up and then once he do that he can just ramshack the whole house in so many words that's what um they cloned tyrone was about in my estimate it was just it's just showing how the devil binded up the strong man. And then he came in and took over the house. When you clone something, you just make a replica of a thing. Instant replica, a mirror, a twin, and that's real. It's a clone. The black man in America have been binded up now if you're gonna rob somebody home and you go into the home and you bind up that strong man what would make you take the shackles off of him nothing unless he's harmless you can take the shackles off his feet off his hand you can put it in his mind you gotta think about how the enemy played our people historically first you was not able to own guns you was a strong man you wasn't able to congregate more than three or four at a time and have secret meetings because beloved you was a strong man but after they binded you up for a good period of time they came back and they changed that law because beloved we know the purpose of law is to elevate a society elevate a community so when the black man and woman was not able to hold a firearm that law elevated the so called white community it elevated the majority culture it elevated the majority society because they were safe because you was a strong man they couldn't let you have no secret meetings you was a strong man they couldn't let you get no firearm but now after a period of time of being in bondage you can get all the firearms you want you can have all the secret meetings that you want because you've been cloned you've been programmed you've been weakened and they can take that weak version of you and just keep duplicating and duplicating and duplicating because you're no longer a strong man. Again, beloved, in essence, in my estimate, 
that's when I seen when I was watching they clone Tyrone. It was three characters throughout the entire movie. The street nigga who was the shooter and the drug dealer. That's one character type. Then there was Jamie Foxx that played the player, the Mac, the pimp. That's a different character type. And last but not least, you had the sister who played the hoe, skank, the prostitute, the busted baby, the Jezebel. She played that character type. And then they were cloned. Meaning, when one went off the market, when one left the planet, when one left the community, the village, the neighborhood, the camp, there was another one to come right back in and backfill that position. And the devil's supremacy in his game doesn't work without those three character types. Because throughout the whole film, there wasn't no families at all. Nobody was in the family. Nobody had a husband or a wife. So if you come on Real Black Contents for a podcast, beloved, we always say a revolutionary act in the wilderness of North America and the territory that we call the United States is getting married. Not only that, stand there, which is going to be very difficult because, see, the strong man is bounded up. And now that we're free, we're free to be weak. We're free to make replicas and duplicates of ourselves that just going to be the stereotypical shoot them up, bang, bang, gang, nigga. The whole player, the pimp, some autopilot. This is what we have left. This is the movies that we make. This is the art that we draw. This is what we sing and we dance about. Those three types. That's us. We're cloned. Have you ever just sit back and heard our people talk about reparations? Very interesting conversation, right? They can get you online 30 minutes to an hour, hour and a half, two hours. They can throw marches, conventions, and it's interesting because they'll sit up and tell you about every single thing that the devil did to our people. And how he wrongly impacted us and how he he just did what he did. He ain't nothing but the devil. But it just they go for hours about this. And you know what they say what the remedy is? We want him to give us some money. You know what they don't call for? You would never go to a reparations podcast, March rally, and a person that's holding that March rally podcast gonna say, The devil did this to our people and we want blood. It's not going to ever happen. We need to get even Steven. It's not going to ever happen. We're going to have to start bombing some shit. And shooting up some shit till we get that money. Because what the, look, this is what the devil did to us. It's got to be an eye for eye. It'll never happen. They say we want some money. You want some money to do what? So we can get some money and move out right next to him. And we can ball right next to the guy that oppressed our people. You want to kill him? We don't want to kill him. You want to kill her? No, we don't want to kill his wife neither. We don't want to kill nobody. We just see that bind, that strong man been binded up. You can go in there and plunder the house and plunder the goods and it's over with, beloved. 
Now, when you go back to the film, the place that everything happened at was what they would call the Glen. It was a project in the city. The nigga mentality, beloved. That's all it was. And on this platform, we say all inner cities is the nigga mentality manufacturing centers of America. If you want you a good nigga, the inner city in this country, they'll make you one. So much so that you can have a nigga so good and so refined in foolishness that when he leave, the community will beg for that clone again. They want to see another one. Man, I can remember, you know, there was a guy, unfortunately, he lost his life in 1996. His name was Tupac Shakur, right? Certified nigga. Peace be upon him. He's no longer here. And when he left, every rap artist that came after him, they was looking. We talking about the village. They was looking for a new nigga. They was looking for a new Tupac. They was looking for another clone. Of what they already seen. Looking for it. And you know what? They came close. Cloning Tyrone. Cloning Easy E. Cloning Tupac. DMX was the one that came close. 50 Cent was the one that came close. Ja Rule was the one that came close. Cloning niggas. Barry Gordy went to the projects, found some women, called them the Supremes. Diana Ross and the Supremes, they were project girls. They was ghetto girls. You seen how they dress, you wouldn't know it. If you seen how, how they talk, you wouldn't know it. Eric Easy E. Wright in California gave us something different. What did he give us? Hoes with attitudes? What was the name? Bitches with attitudes? Hoes with attitudes? Because the main group was niggas with attitudes that produced a lot of clones and spread it the nigga mentality all over America. We didn't like the police, but it wasn't. It wasn't a lot of venom in it, right? See, beloved, I'm a man of a certain age, and I can remember there was an inner city program in all inner cities at the time where the city government was teaching us, our people, to stay away from drugs through a program called DARE. So much so that we had an officer named, uh, the brother name was Officer Martin. He'd come up to the school, he'd just say, hey, man, y'all stay off drugs. This, this. He wouldn't ask you to snitch. He would just say, stay away from the drugs, and they'd talk, and you know, it was like the government was investing, trying to steer our people away from using drugs at a very young age, right? But you know what? There was a devil named Jerry Heller. He was next to a man named Eric Wright. Eric Easy E. Wright. And... They released the record through his group, NWA, that said, fuck the police. And that just took hold on one Village, where it became cool for us not to like the pigs. It became cool for us not to like the devil. It was cool. 
Now it's venomous. Now you're a clone. And every generation, they keep producing more and more youth that do not like the police and they don't have a reason why. They're not even criminals. You know what I'm saying? They're not even like that and they just born with this. Man, fuck that. Fuck the police. And man, I ain't listening with them cops. Got to say, man, fuck them. This, that is. But that mentality was came from somewhere. But it, the guy that initially had it, yeah, you, he, you his clone. He pushed it down to you. Unprotected sex, you a clone. Somebody pushed that down to you. Where does it all come from? The nigga making fields of America, the inner city. Man, you gotta go see that film, beloved. This is interesting. When old timers sit on that crazy man, you got the new car smell. I said, man, this is interesting, beloved. The TV, fried chicken. 40 ounce clones the minute they come pick up that dope boy off your corner and my corner and her corner and their corner there's another clone that's gonna come right back behind and replace the slot the minute that gang bang- banger get taken away there's another nigga gonna come right out and take his spot the minute that shorty that stripper that's in adult entertainment the minute she get a little tired Get a little long in the tooth and she gonna move out the way it's another sister with that rag in her hand with that spray for no wipe down that pole and she gonna pick up where the other sister left off it's a clone damn beloved that was a powerful movie i was like yeah <laughs> damn yeah damn beloved it just shows it was a clone i even can see a little bit of yaku in that movie too Right, it's gonna be a spoiler alert, but there's a part at the very end where the mad scientist that put it all together, he was an original man. He was an original man, and the devil was working for him. And in that movie, the devil was in a position to rule over his people wickedly, like they do. It's like, damn, this is Yaku all over again. You gotta watch it to see it, though. It's, it's interesting. But to see it, like, damn, we are a clone. We a clone. The strong man been binded up now, so now only thing you got now is just the weaklings that is amongst us. You know what nigga mean, beloved? The nigga mentality. You know what you know what nigga means? Um, we got a brother. Named Dr. Wesley Muhammad. And he broke down the word nigga brilliantly, right? He talked about how from one language to another, nigga comes from, um, it comes from Negro. And depending on how far you go back in the etymology of that word, there was no G. So those from Europe use the C. So you have Necro. Necro means dead. Right? Very interesting position. Very dope. I would like to add on to our brother though. Our brother Dr. Wesley Muhammad. 
And I would say if he just went back a little bit further in his etymology of the word nigga, he would have also seen that it doesn't mean what we think it means, right? When you go to the um, the Bible dictionary, the strong concordance, the word 3526 will be spelled N-I-G-E-R. Right. If you ask Reverend Bochop, he is saying that word is Najir. But we all can just we can read for ourselves because when you go back to the etymology of words, they will always have the spelling, and then they will also have the phonetic spelling mean if it's written this way, this is how you pronounce it. Right? And when you see how N-I-G-E-R is pronounced. It's pronounced nigger. Okay. When you look at the definition of nigger, I'm talking about the original definition, the one at the very beginning, you will see that it means a Christian. We're going back to the Latin now. This is mean dark in color. A dark Christian, a black Christian is the etymology of the word nigger. That's what it means. So if you ever wondered, like if you take a look at the Russians, and you look at their religious temples and you see the photos I can almost assure you from Russia all the way coming back west to Europe you'll see that all the religious temples or we're talking about the Christian temples when you look in the back of the chambers all the people of the photos of the supposed apostles or the supposed 12 tribes or even the Messiah himself they all look like you they all look dark they black because that's the original <laughs> that's what it originally was so when the devil was doing his expeditions around the planet and he came into mother Africa and he started calling our people niggas he just wasn't using the word nigger just to say oh they just mean black yeah that's part of it they was the black righteous people now you can go so far to the east of Africa and you get around Abyssinia or Ethiopia the, the burnt skin people and you would see that they use a term called Negus and they'll let you know about that and say yeah Negus you know what Negus means it means king it means queen but no it just don't mean that it means black king it means black queen yeah it just don't mean that <laughs> what kind of black king or what kind of black queen was it in Abyssinia it was Christians so they brought many of our people from there here because while here of course there was already black natives that was here the red man was already here the hell the brown man was here they just mixed everybody up and but that's the part of the history that they don't tell you about now when they're bringing you over they can't just let you be a righteous person from africa a nigga or a humble person from the americas a black native can't let that be they had to go into their laboratories and create a new man so in order to create a new man the strong man as granddaddy would say we had to be bounded up because you finna go into this inner chambers of his mind which is his house and you finna plunder him you finna rob him meaning you gonna pull out anything that's of value when somebody is robbing you beloved 
They're taking every single thing that is of value away from you. And they're backfilling it with things that have no value. And then they put you out into the street in front of the world to be mocked. To be looked at as a gangster, gangbanger, street nigga, Mac, player, pimp. And then your woman's a hoe. Powerful movie, beloved. We're going to leave it right there. I want to talk about the movie a little bit more in depth, but I just want to give everybody the opportunity to see it, man, because this is a, it's a very interesting film, man. I just like, golly, you know, it just, it's so many messages in it. And like I said, I ain't going to get on the conspiracy theories thing like they were talking about our brother Jamie. Oh, this is the reason why they took him out and... Well, you don't need no reason for the devil to take you out. He just take you out to take you out. <laughs> no, act like you got to walk around and give him a reason. You know what I'm saying? How many young black males have been shot down by the law in the last 15, 20 years? Ain't nobody to give him no reason. You know what I'm saying? They just, they got a thirst for blood. I like how he showed the devil in his true nature, working surveillance. Watching you. Giving you the poorest part of anything he can give you. When you watch that film, the fried chicken was the poorest part. The 40 ounce, poorest part. The juice, the poorest part. That liquid crack that our sisters put in their head, the poorest part. It was all an experiment to take you from who you once was so the world can see you as a defeated people of who you are today but beloved the mighty nation in us will rise again you can believe that peace and black power to your family and then beloved thank you guys so much for listening and hanging out this is indeed real black content the podcast it's your brother v man i'm getting with you guys later peace Fist fights, car crashes, even a murder. Yeah, this is going to sound pretty ridiculous, but all of that is over a chicken sandwich. Some people are losing their minds over the newest offering from Popeyes. Greg Mills, seriously, a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Pat Jeff, it is unbelievable. I can't believe it. The line is out the door. You see all the cars that are right here. It's been like this all day long, and yep, all because of a chicken sandwich. It's really good. I mean, it's worth it. Popeye's chicken sandwich. Fans say it's worth it. Worth a long wait in line. Like 30 to 45 minutes. Or at the drive-thru. I've been here for about 20 minutes. But is it worth the wait for this crunchy chicken sandwich if you crunch your car in the process? Is this chicken sandwich worth a life? A man was killed after cutting line in Maryland just to get one of these chicken sandwiches. If you want to go in front of me, go ahead. I ain't tripping. I ain't gonna lose my life over chicken sandwich. Check out this Popeye's pandemonium. Another Popeye's in Maryland. Guy jumps over the counter and attacks the manager because they ran out of chicken. When this guy doesn't get his, he jumps through the drive-through window. Oh my God. This chicken craze is 
Well, crazy man. Here at La Brea and Jefferson, the line is out the door. David Alexander waits longer than 30 minutes. Is it worth it? Um, I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. Hi, welcome to Popeye's. Good afternoon. Do you have uh, chicken sandwiches? Yes, we do. Let me have two of those, please. The drive through wait is just as long. Customers waiting patiently and alternating turns joining the lineup. It's very, uh, I would say, coordinated. Everybody's peaceful right now. It wasn't earlier. Two cars vying for one spot. That's when this car joined the crunched category. In a hurry to get that crunchy chicken sandwich. With demand this strong, patience needs to be practiced here at Popeye's. How long have you been waiting for that chicken sandwich? Maybe an hour and a half. It better be worth it, huh? Yeah, I'll let you know. She lied to me. She lied to me, Pat and Jeff. She never came back and told us because actually she took that, uh, that chicken sandwich and took it home. Reporting live in South L.A., Greg Mills, CBS 2 News. Back to you. Because a lot of these people have more issues than just an appetite. Correct. That's pretty, well, Greg's gone now, but that's pretty unbelievable. Anyway.